This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins back talking a little Big Ten hoops. And Evan, I don't even know if we need to call it Big Ten hoops. It's Big One and everybody else. It's Zach Eady. And you know what? It's kind of funny because if you look at it, Purdue is almost the epitome and a microcosm of the Big Ten. Zach Eady is head and shoulders the best player. And then you got other players on Purdue, like Fletcher Lawyer, like pretty good. But Zach Eady stands head and shoulders above everybody. That's what this Purdue team is right now. They're just better than everybody else in the Big Ten. The, Purdue's only problem is you peak too soon. That's my biggest concern with them is that you burn out when the time the tournament rolls around, that your players' legs aren't fresh. I mean, I mean, even the stupid little things like Matt Painter bringing Zach Eady back into the game. When you can save his legs, save his legs. When you're up big, all right, son, come to the bench. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Purdue's their own enemy. You know, can they finally get to the Final Four for the first time ever under Painter? That's going to be the thing. I don't, I don't even know if uh, Katie made it to the Final Four. Yeah, and it makes you wonder if Painter's trying to push for ED to be the National Player of the Year. He is. And that's why you bring him back in. That's the only logical reason is to add those stats for the end of the you, year. But you don't do it. Because And then he gets fouled, and he goes down. And now you're thinking to yourself, my God, did I just ruin my career over three points, two well, points? Well, look at what happened to Isaac Haas in the NCAA tournament. When he went down, they're big. Yeah. They went down. Right. So it's like why he was at 37 points. I guess they were trying to get him to 40, but was three points really worth you losing everything? I mean, he's, he did the 37. I would have left it as is. Even the announcers were like, why is Painter putting them back in the game? Well, especially when you have that freshman big that you're trying to get minutes and who's pretty raw, right. but when he goes out there, he plays okay. Well, Painter was like, well, you know, they put their bigs back in, like Cooper Carson. Yeah, I mean, Carson Cooper really made you want to jump and put Edie back in the game. Carson Cooper. And that's what's crazy about Michigan State, too, is that their bigs that do play really shouldn't be playing. Right. Kohler... He's nice offensively, but he sucks defensively, let's be honest. Here's the beauty of it. The only thing that helps them out, and it's the same with Michigan playing Doug McDaniel, down the line, it's going to help all of this experience. Big time. Come next year and junior year, it's going to pay off. But right now, you clearly see the deficiencies in those players where – yeah, Kohler gets abused. Like, if you can take Cooper and Kohler and yeah, combine, combine them. they'd be one hell of a player. And they're leaving after this right. year and going pro. Because Cooper can't score to save his life. Right. And Kohler can't defend to save his life. It, it's kind of crazy because, yeah, I mean, when Kohler is out there, you're like, okay, he, need, he has some nice moves offensively. And then you just see him lost. But in all reality, 
who can defend Edie one on one in the Big Ten? Nobody. If you're MSU and if you're Michigan, you're sitting there actually saying you just hope you don't see them in the tournament again because they're they're done. Now, Michigan kind of made the game interesting at the end, but it was a nine point game with like forty five seconds to go. Yep, they hit a couple desperation threes. They cut it down to three, but other than that. If you're both teams, you just don't want to see them again. And, yeah, they're, they'll be done with your schedule because the game at Mackey, I mean, the sad reality, and I've, I've said it on the air. And here's a little bit of a question for you. The backcourt for Michigan State, the last time they won at Mackey? Oh, geez, you said it, and I heard it, so I don't want to ruin it, but it's Keith Applin and Gary Harris. Yeah, Keith Applin, Gary One's Harris. in jail, the other's in the NBA. Right, but, yeah, that, that was your back starting backcourt the last time you won at Mackey. I think Denzel and Brent Forbes got close. They lost a one-point game there, but close doesn't count. It was 2014. It's like how do other teams manage to win on there? And I know they don't do it very often, but, man. Now, you're coming. Think about this. It'll be Next year will be 10-year anniversary since the last time you won at Mackey. And that's wild. Yeah. Especially when, I'm going to say, at Michigan State's an elite program. You figure that they win their— They've had teams. Here and there. Now, here's the, other, now here's the thing that hurt them was a lot of times when they had teams better than Purdue, they only played Purdue once. And it was at home. And it was at the Breslin Center. So, like, with the Miles, Bridges, Jaron Jackson year, they played Purdue once, but it was at the Breslin Also Center. had win via buzzer beater. Yeah. That's when Miles had that three. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it's crazy to even go and think about that stuff. But even, like, the schedules for Michigan and Michigan State, Michigan's – They'll still have chances, right, to get into the tournament. Because right now, they're they're looking on the outside. Uh, they play Indiana twice. It's a ranked team Indiana's rolling right now, right? That's is the Indiana o- ranked now? Yep, they're 21. Okay. So they have them twice. Um, Northwestern on Thursday. And Northwestern, they're a tournament team right now, right? So is that a quad one win? Most yeah, that, likely be- that will be. Ohio State, they've fallen off the face of the Ohio earth. State won't count. Nebraska sucks. Yeah, that then won't they play count Indiana them. at home. Wisconsin is slowly slot. By the time they play Wisconsin, Wisconsin may not be a quad one. Victory. But then you got Michigan State, Rutgers. Rutgers has kind of fallen yeah. off a little bit. Oh, and no. I said they're, they're the final seven games. Illinois and Indiana. So they have chances, <clears throat> but it's going to be very tough. At this rate, had they beaten Penn State, they, I could have said they can go five and two. Evan, they, they got to go six and one in oh, their final seven games. Or else now you got to start borrowing games from the tournament. Oh, yeah. Now but, it's, okay, we went 5-2, and two, so now we got to win two games in the tournament because chances are if you can make it and win one of the, that Friday game, you're playing one of the top four teams in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. that'll help you. But, yeah, your final games against Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana again, you got to win six of those seven games. And that's only going to put you on the bubble. Yeah. That's not putting you in. That's that, putting you in that first four in, last four in, first four out category. Not to mention the pressure that it's going to put on the kids, too, because they are playing a lot of young kids. I mean, Doug McDaniel, say what you want about Jet. He's a very, very, very good player, but he's still a young player, right? right? And so right now, if I look at Michigan basketball as just a straight observer, they have two players. Yeah. Kobe Bufkin doesn't do it for me. He just doesn't. He's a, he's an okay player that should be a role player. That's not a kid that should be playing 30 minutes a game. Shetter, eh. I mean, Joey Baker, eh. You look at it and you're like. Yeah, Joey Baker was supposedly a guy that comes in. He was going to be that three-point artist. And 
But the problem with Joey Baker is he should be a three-point artist, like uh, Bogdanovich for the Pistons, where he should be in the corner and dish, but they're asking him to do way too much right now, and that's not his game. It wasn't his game at Duke, you know what I mean? And then you look at the schedule for Michigan State. Am I wrong to think that they should probably win it out? Let's pull up that schedule. They got Rutgers this weekend on Saturday. They got Rutgers this weekend on Saturday, but now here's the thing. It's at Madison Square Garden. That's right. Now. If I'm Rutgers, there's no way I would have switched that game because the rack or whatever, it's going to always be the rack. Rack may be one of the toughest places to play. It To me, it ranks right up there with assemb- the, both Assembly Halls and uh, and Mackey, mm-hmm. which is just difficult. And I guess people say the Breslin Center as well because the rack, the fans are there, they're into this game, it's loud, and you just shoot horribly. Now, at Madison Square Garden, to me, it's like when, you know, State has a game against Duke, but they play it. They played it at the Pals, so they played it at Little Caesars. It's not quite the same because you don't get your fans there. You get a lot of rich alums who show up to the game, but they're never going to be as loud as the fans. No, absolutely not. No chance, and especially at Madison Square Garden because, I mean, we've talked about it many times on this podcast that, yeah, Rutgers is New York's team without being actually New York's team. Now, um, you got Maryland at home. Who's been better as of late? Maryland is like Michigan. On the road, no. At home, great. Mm-hmm. But you get Maryland at the Breslin Center. Ohio State, mm. they're a wild card team. They're kind of like Northwestern has been in years past. With some games, they put it together. In other games, you know normally within the first 10 minutes which Ohio State team you have this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Either they're going to be really good and you're just like, oh, my God, tonight's the night they wanted to show up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, don't even let them in the game. That's going to be there. You got Minnesota, the worst team, at home, at Michigan. Michigan's going to be in desperation mode. I I don't know. You know, I'm sure Hunter Dick will come out on a podcast and say something stupid Also, okay, just to go off the rails here for a second, stop doing the podcast, dude. Just stop. Nothing positive has come out of it for you. If you want a future in television, radio, podcasting, whatever it might be, go talk to your famous alums that are doing it right now. Yeah. Stop doing this barstool thing where they're setting you up for failure, okay. dude. Barstool is just kind of the lowest common denominator of sports, journalism, entertainment. I mean, they're, to me— I would get rid of journalism. I would say it's sports entertainment. Yeah, they're just frat boys sit around, get drunk, and just say stupid stuff. But and nobody else— You want to fight, bro? That, that's to me. When I hear Barstool, that's all I hear is, you want to fight, bro? But the only person that has something to lose on that podcast is, is him. him. It's not Jordan Bahannon. It's not this Marty dude. It's not have, the other dude. I have dude. no idea who does the podcast. It's Jordan him. Bahannon is the only other b- basketball player, the Iowa kid, right? Okay. Who's playing, like, overseas or something. So he's irrelevant when it comes to it. But they set Hunter up. Like, how many are you going to win by tonight? And, and he can't so, refuse. He's so stupid. He's like, dude, I would, don't ask me that question beforehand, but he does, and he look, ends up looking like an ass. I mean, the Arizona State thing, he's going to drop whatever, and he end up getting he's beat gonna by He's going to drop 20. something, like 20-something, yeah. and then they lost by 20-something. Yeah. So. And then you go to Penn State, and you just get bombed. I mean, well, Penn it was State a one-point game with, like, four minutes to go in the first half, and they were down, like, 17 and a half. Yeah, Penn State's good. They are. Um, they can shoot the hell out of the basketball. The point guard, yeah, he just. He, oh, he's like a walking triple. Well, he reminds me of Denzel Valentine. It is, and so. it's funny because when him and uh, Hogard would battle each other at the end of that game when Michigan State beat them, it truly was just one-on-one basketball. Oh nobody, yeah, nobody else mattered. It was uh, Pickett, Jalen Pickett. But he play, he plays 
way bigger than he is. Right. And and both of them just got it and bumped each other and bump. It's like the old school bump your booty down, boom, 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 boom. It's old school, it like, yeah, like Dominique versus Larry, where you knew they were getting the ball and they were going to go at one another. So, yeah, that's how that thing went. But now, uh, I'm so then you got Indiana at home for Michigan I, State. I got to think that it's going to be better. That's going to be a nine o'clock tip off. But yeah, I got to. Oh, they think. play back to back games at 9 p.m. Yeah. Good for them. But then you got Iowa on the road, and that's dangerous. Iowa on the road. It's on a Saturday. Yeah. So I didn't see that game. I was in Mexico, but I heard it was like an awesome game down the stretch. Oh, the entire game. Um, I don't think either team had a lead bigger than – well, Iowa jumped out early. Yeah, weren't they up like 10-0? Iowa jumped out early. Was that the 10-0 game? I think so. Oh, was it Rutgers? No, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, Iowa jumped out early, and then Michigan State closed it back. But then after it got close, neither team had a lead. I think State's biggest lead came with 47 seconds left in the game. That's Jay, probably going up four. Jay Nakins hits a two-pointer. They go up four. Uh, Hogard, they miss Hogard, and then it's a two-point game. Hogard gets fouled, misses the front end of one-and-one. And then Iowa gets the ball back. They get it down there with eight seconds to go. And now you got to, you know, what do you do? Do you foul? Because I got into this argument with Jack Ebling. He's like, Michigan State should have fouled. Like, do you really want to foul? He's like, yeah, because worst case is you go to overtime. If you risk it and. uh, I'm against the foul only if you're up. Like, if you're up three, I have no problem with the foul. But when it's, you just play it straight, right? Uh, I agree with you. You play defense. McCaffrey had two wide open shots. He did. He had. Yeah, they missed like three threes, right? No, he missed two threes in the final eight seconds. They designed to play because Izzo was like, yeah. Because I asked him, I was like, what was your defense? He was like, yeah, sure as hell wasn't to give up an open three. <laughs> he was like, but I got to give him credit. Like, we came up with a play that beat Kentucky. They came up with a play that could have beat us. And we got lucky. McCaffrey had a wide open shot, and he missed it. And then they got the rebound. And instead of driving to the basket, they saw McCaffrey again, so they kicked it back out to him, and he shot it at the buzzer. And I swear, it was like a movie, man. Time stood still. Everybody was like, ooh. <laughs> and then he missed it. And, it was and then like, it's Carlton and hits the top of the backboard. You're like, oh, dear <laughs> God, thanks. But so I ask about that game only because, like, Iowa likes to play up and down. Right, up and down, and, and, and which state usually does too. Right, and but, that and it and that game was on that pace, and then Evan with that four minute mark, it came to a halt. Okay, that's where I was on it, state's part or Iowa's both. Part? Both teams. It the score, I want to say. I mean, it was like high fifties with four minutes to go. Okay, and then either team just pretty much made ba- like a basket or two. Uh, Walker made a basket. Akins made a basket, and I think the rest may have been free throw. Like, it, the game slowed down because all of a sudden it got tight. Everybody got tight. Everybody was missing shots. Right. Everybody was playing great defense, and it, you you felt like whoever had the ball last is probably going to win this thing. Well, and that's why I asked because usually Iowa likes to play in the 80s, and that game yes. was 63-61. And right, that's why I was I, like, somebody, somewhere. And it, and it was on pace. Yeah. No, it was on pace. And then at, with four minutes to go in the game, that final timeout, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, 
or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everything just like all the air came out of the ball. So, yeah, you got to add Iowa, Nebraska. Not an easy place. That's like kind of like a if you're not prepared, Nebraska can beat you at home, and then they got Ohio State on senior day, which um, is funny because I don't – it's like, like it's, I think Malik Hall could end up going through two senior days. I think he may try to come back because of the injuries – and I think he still has a COVID year. Oh, yeah. I don't think Malik Hall is done at Michigan State. I think, you know, this year didn't go the way that he planned. And you can kind of tell that because he's he's a bit of a black hole. There's really no other way to put it. He's, he's before, always been before, an before, no, no, no. before his injury, he was like magic. He was just throwing out dimes to his teammates. And now he gets the ball, and the other guy's like, I'm only going to throw you do this ball, Malik, if you throw it back to me. I promise. Actually, psych, I'm not going to give it back to you. He goes to the left, he goes to the right, he goes back to the left, goes back to the right, and then he does his move every time. Oh, yeah. Like, and teams are realizing, like, he he doesn't pass the ball, so you can just double down. He'll dribble himself underneath the basket and then put up a ridiculous shot, and it's like, okay, that was pointless. <laughs> but And he looks like there's no foul. You, you did this to yourself. Yeah, there's times where you watch his game and you see him doing those turnarounds on the baseline, and you're like, that's his game. Then there's other times where he's dribbling, and you're like, nah, that ain't really your game, Malik. Yeah. But we'll see. The team seems to be healthy right now. Jay Nakins is playing really well, in my opinion. When I mean really well, it might not show up on the stat sheet, but his confidence is there, and that's key no, for No, his him. defense is really – I mean, he had the uh, the steal, not against Iowa, uh, against Rutgers, where he just kind of jumped up and intercepted the pass right out the air yep. and just took it down for the dunk, and that, that – to me, sealed that Rutgers game. And crowd got into that. And the crowd's been great. They've really, you know, and helped this team into winning because they've Michigan State's fallen. They've hit that early in the first quarter. They hit that streak where they can't score. Iowa was 10-0. Rutgers, they were down early. Uh, even at Purdue, it was like 17. It was 19-17. And then just cold. And then Purdue went on like a 17-4 run. 
where all of a sudden they just couldn't throw a penny in the ocean. They have to avoid that. They can't. And I think that's where Tom just has to step in there and call a timeout and just not let it get that far. Well, we've watched Michigan State with Tom Izzo for how long? He never calls that damn timeout. Now, he's getting better at it. But, yeah, it's one of those that you know your team. And to me, eight is the cutoff point. Once we hit eight, because double digits is a mental thing. Now it's just like, okay, we got to cut it to single digits, and then we got to try to make it close. Just stop the bleeding early. But, yeah, Purdue just – it got to the point – I mean, it was some guy – I forgot his name, but that's how irrelevant he was. He didn't really hit threes, and he went he – Oh, David fire. Jenkins. Yeah, he caught fire, like, really. And not even hitting the rim. Right. I'll, just, I'll only remember his name because that's my cousin's name. So, yeah. But, I mean – Dude, they're good. And I was telling you, we were talking in the office about how impressed I was that Purdue was like, we're going to use Edie to trap. Right. Because we know your big's not scoring. Right. And I was like, holy crap. Like, the state players were like, we have no idea. They must have turned nah, it over three times in a row with Edie coming down on that I double. Mean, you got a big seven-footer running at you. Yeah. You know. You Great. Got, got, probably got to change your shorts the first time. Like, you don't okay. see that very often. No, you don't. So, and I was very impressed with that. So yeah, for MSU, you're battling for positioning in the tournament. Uh, if they get hot, right now I think uh, Lenardi has them at like a six or a seven. One has, like CBS has them, I think, at a seven. I think Lenardi had them at a six the last time I looked, six seed. You run the table, you get hot, you get into that first four seed. And why is that important? Because that means chances are you can play your first couple games in Columbus. You play close to home the first four seasons. Oh, they're at Ohio State this year? Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. Not, well, uh, Hockey Arena. Oh, oh, cool. Where yeah. the Blue Jackets play? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, they, they, I, don't think, I don't think they play it at the Schottenstein. Oh. No, it's usually a bigger arena than yeah, the so college. I think they'll probably go to the Hockey Arena where the Blue Jackets play. But, yeah, that's that's the big key. If you can get to that four seed, you get a close game so your fans can go down there and meet you. If not, you kind of just go wherever. And usually it's West Coast for them yeah, for some so, reason. Yeah, so, you know, we, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, they these their they're back end is very, very winnable games that they can go out there and knock off, and, and we'll see. And also, real quick before we wrap up, uh, Xavier Booker, Jeremy Fierce Jr., Two guys coming into Michigan State. Booker. They're eating Big Macs. Booker, number one to number three player in the nation. Fears is another five-star kid. Yep, they they are Burger Boys. They got announced to the McDonald's All-American And team. the game's actually going to be played this year. Which yeah, is they're great. actually going to play the game. Uh, I think it's in Houston because I thought it was going to be in Chicago because I was like, oh, I can, I can drive to Chicago. It's in Houston. They're so. always fun games to watch. I don't care. If you're a basketball fan, that McDonald's game has always been good. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, you know, it's a lot of people are going to be watching it, but they're not going to be watching it for Booker or for They're Fierce, watching for Mr. Bronny. For Bronny James, who, as I like to say, he's, he's got a five-star name with four-star talent. Yeah, he, he he's good. He's a D1 player, a major right. D1 player. But right. it looks he's, like he's better than the two Jordan kids, but... Well. Yeah, that's not saying. Well, depends on how you look at it. Marcus is now dating Scotty's ex. So, did you know that? No. Marcus Jordan, Michael's youngest, is now dating Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larissa Pippen. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Talk, this, you want to talk about petty? Dude, there's a joke in there somewhere. Everywhere, there's a joke. Right. But yeah, so he's got to be thirty something, and she's fifty, maybe forty-five. I don't know. I mean, she's the mother to Scotty's kids. 
think about that. I mean, you want to talk about beef between two players and Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan to have your son go date his ex-wife. I mean, isn't the kid the same, around the same age? Like, Well, we- Scotty's kid, the one that played at Vanderbilt, he's got to be in his young 20s. So this one's a little older. Okay. Well, I'm saying, I thought that wasn't his first kid, was it? No. Right. So who knows? I mean, yeah, but- who knows with NBA players? Um, question this week. You're usually a humble guy, and I want to give you a chance for a little victory lap. Um, at the end of the football season, you tweeted, Trey Mosley will be coming back to Michigan State. People wanted to give you crap for it for whatever reason. You notice who's back at Michigan State this year, right? Trey Mosley. Oh. Did he make it official? Or? <laughs> well, he's in their workout videos, and he didn't declare for the NFL draft, and that's already passed up. I oh, yeah. I hey, well, where'd you see that? Like, Okay, seriously, whatever. You know what? I, I just saw something today, and and honestly, I'm I'm like I gotta take I gotta take this to to he Jay Billis and dealing with criticism. There's three ways to handle it. When criticism comes out, you look to see if the person is actually right. If they're right, you admit that you screwed up yeah. and you fix it. Is it you know something that's uh, fair or something that you could? You know, is there, do they have some merit? And then they're just people who don't know what they're talking about. Sure. Yeah, I just let it go. I wasn't going to get into that argument. Well, and it's no point because it's not your choice anyway. You're right. just reporting what you're told, right? Right. Or what you see or however you get it, right? Right. Everybody has sources one way or another. Right. And and, 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 and I always laugh because especially when it comes to MSU stuff, when people challenge me and it's like, guys, if you read between the lines— yeah, I had a pretty good source. Trey Mosley was coming back. <laughs> well, it was Trey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, well, he retweeted somebody that said it wasn't finalized yet. Okay, stop taking Twitter for gospel. Right. Okay, because that's a fake world. Right. I hate to admit it to you, but it's fake. You want to make what's even more fake is anybody and their brother can pay eight bucks a month to get a little blue check mark. Right. That means it's fake. I hate to tell you. Right. So I've known you since I think 2007, 2008, something like that. You've never steered me in the wrong direction with news when it comes to that. You might be like, eh, I'd hold off before you do something with it. Right. But this is what I'm being told. You're usually correct. And so I just wanted you to take a little victory yeah, lap. I mean, Only I, because I saw I, it on video yesterday, and I'm like, oh, Trey's in the Michigan State workout. Right. Mm. And you know, what I, you know what never happens is the people who give you grief won't ever say I was Never wrong. come back and say, you know what? I'm sorry for what I did. You were right. It was like when, when the whole Tucker— uh, LSU thing, and it was like some news personality in Louisiana just made me his personal vendetta. And oh my God, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And LSU could have anybody they want. I'm like, he's not ever coming down to LSU. That's just not going to happen. And that's not because Mel didn't want to come down there. That's because, let's just call it what it is the white sugar money wasn't going to allow a black coach to come down to LSU. That was going to be the final say-so. Mm-hmm. That wasn't coming from MSU. That was coming from my people down south who said, there's no way in hell they're going to allow that to happen at all. Yeah, It looks good. I think the president wanted it, but the other people were like, uh, we're not that advanced in our race <laughs> right. relations to yeah. go with this. We'll allow players. We'll allow assistant coaches. Evan, I get it all the time. I've, I've learned... <laughs> If I got somebody or a coach or somebody telling me in my ear, 
I don't really care what somebody's mother's brother's sister's cousin read on a message board. Right. I don't really give a damn. Oh yeah, if you believe everything on message boards, I mean, good luck, dude. That's I, it's it's why, yeah, it's it's why I spent a lot less time on one particular board because I just got so sick of them and arguing and you don't know. But yet Seriously. you do, Spartan fan ninety seven, right. whatever your name is on there. Right. At least you put your. That's and what that's, kills me about Twitter, don't, right? Don't even get me started. Is that on you that. put stuff to your name? Rico right. Beard is your name, right? These other people that go by fake names or Spartan Fan eighty seven, blah blah blah, and it's like, dude, put your name to it. Oh, dude, it was it was basically it, it was just one asshole named Michigan State University. Right, that's my point. That it's- was his name, and this guy apparently is some rich douche donors kids, and lives in somebody's basement. And because he's rich, he just thought. Oh, I know everything, and and he had his own little lackeys following behind him, and he told me, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about," and I'm rich, and I'm there like, "Well, then tell me your name." I don't need to, cause I'm rich, and that's what always gets them. Well, you know mine. What's your name? They'll never answer. Oh, uh, what's what's the deal for that? I don't need to do that. Right. What does that matter? Cause I put my name to it. If I'm wrong, if you're wrong, you go back to being, you know, Joe Baby, son of a bitch, in somebody's basement. Joe, baby, son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. Okay, last question, and it's just a yes or no answer. Will the Broncos have a coach at this time next week? Because I'm sick and tired of hearing about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and I guess I just saw something today saying keep one eye open. Yeah, Mike something. Florio from Pro Football Talk said it's not closed yet. By the way, I hate to tell you, he could have closed that door a long time ago. He doesn't want the door closed. He, he wants out. Michigan and no, I guess and what? I don't know why Michigan fans find it. it's not a troll job. Your coach could ended this a long time ago. He chose not to. Well, and I also have to say, it's kind of. I was talking to uh, Mike Stone Stoney that does our morning show. I said Michigan is kind of like the Warriors and Steve Kerr this year. Just anybody can run that right now because your team is loaded offensively. Figure it out on the defensive side. It's not going to make or break them this year. What you and your partner, Mike Valenti, have talked about is past this upcoming year. Where does Michigan stand? Right. And so that's the question mark. It's not this No, you got, you got enough for one more year. To go you, all you, out. You could run this back in this next and season. Tron Moore and Tron could do and, just as good. And you should probably win the Big Ten again. You should. With what but, you have on offense? It's, it's after J.J. and Edwards and Coram and all of those guys leave. What's there? Because what we're seeing is we don't know. Because at that point, all you're going to have is Will Johnson on defense. Yeah. And then that's it. I mean, they're after a couple big five stars that are supposed to be uh, committing upcoming. And one is. What's that going there? One is going to South Carolina, according to the crystal ball. And the other is going to like Oregon. Nicola. Yeah. The 6'5", 225. The kid's a freak of an ass. Yeah, he ain't going there. He's staying in South Carolina. Yep. And the other kid, I forget what his name was, but it looked like he was going to be Oregon. Why would I mean? But here's the thing, and and Vince Murrow, the the Kentucky assistant. How can you feel good going to Michigan knowing that the coach doesn't want to be there? We're just he, not knowing. It's not like he's come out and said a word, right? I mean, these the, graphics that they put out on the Michigan football account that that doesn't mean anything to me, right? I mean, he gives the cryptic passive aggressive, nothing happier than being happy or something like that. Until you're happier. Like, what What does that mean? Also, let's let's look at it. How, how hard is it to step into the microphone? Guys, I'm coming back to Michigan. I'm coming That's back. it. Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't leaving. That's it. That's all I would have ever taken. 
And it's it's no different than Mel Tucker going on Twitter and saying, I'm not leaving Colorado. Right. And two days later, he's Michigan State coach. Right. He did that. and and Because guess what? This doesn't hold weight. It's not legal. Well, you, you said this on Twitter. And? So what? Huh. So, all right. Anyway, that's all that I had. I just had to talk about it because I don't really get a chance to other than with Michigan fans, so. Well, thank you. Thank you for the victory lap. Yeah. All right, for Evan, I'm glad you're back, Evan. I'm Rico. Keep watching, keep liking, keep subscribing, keep telling your friends. The Five Star Zone, we will be back next week.